Good evening, everyone. James Hicks here from Infotainment News and Hicks New Media. It is a pleasure to be joining you tonight. Uh, apologies for the delay, little technology uh, difficulties, but that is what it is. We still make it happen and we still get it going. Uh, tonight is going to be a interesting show. Tonight, I'm, we're, I'm still going to do a, a unscripted version of uh, ITN Live, but there are some, some, some topics of the day that I think uh, we, we may start delving into that need to have some conversation around. But I'll save that for later. Uh, the, the purpose of today is actually to talk to another, uh, I have another conversation with a gentleman who I talked to about two years ago. Uh, Damon Smith is, um, one, he's my neighbor. He lives, lives right down the street from me. So, I mean, that, that's good. I got a great resource to have not too far from me. but. This man is, you know, uh, an athlete, pro athlete. He's an author. He's an entrepreneur. He's an engineer, jazz musician, uh, performance poet, radio personality. He's a dad. He's a husband, and he's a good friend. All of those things on one business card is definitely a lot to say. But you know what? I'm gonna stop talking and bring on Mr. Damon Smith. How you doing, brother? Oh well, how are you? All right, all right. I I, I see you there. You 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 rocking the uh, the Soletics tonight. That that is that Soletics tank top. I'm about to get me one of those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. We we talked with two years ago in uh in, in your backyard. Uh, you, you you were back there and and you, you showed me a little bit of your your BMX your your, your biking skills back there and everything and talked a little bit about you your foundations right where you started uh, in terms of growing up your your professional career from the corporate world and your professional career from an entrepreneurship perspective and I kind of want to talk a little bit about all of that especially I want to talk about what you're doing today from a organizational perspective, right? What Soletics is. So, so give the people that elevator pitch, right? Of what, of who Damon Smith is and, and, and what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. Soletics is a data analytics and mental training for athletes, uh, software platform. And our focus is to help athletes take control of their careers and additionally help organizations build championship organizations. I like, and so what types of, um, you know, what's the methodology behind that, right? I mean, are you taking folks out and having them doing, doing, doing sprints out there on the field? Are you having them go out and do different types of, uh, training with with weights with uh pilates yoga what, whatever the case may be or you know what what's the the regimen like that that you put an athlete through uh through select well 
the physical part is really the easy part. Um, there's a lot of information out there as far as mastering your physical self. Um, I've been in this space and we've been in this space for, it's been 16 years now. So 16 years, uh, which is basically in peak performance training. So our focus is not only helping athletes maximize the athletic ability, but more importantly for them to harness their, their mental capabilities. Because as you know, that's really the most important thing to be able to leverage your athletic talents. You have to have the mindset. So um, what I can say, this is something that's new and people are talking about, but it's been legitimately 16 years in this space. So it's not anything new for, for us. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, I think what's interesting about what, what you say there, um, and I think we, we've talked about this before, you, you and I kind of grew up uh, in the same kind of hood, right? You, 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 went, you went to Fairfield, you know, shouts out to the, to the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, I graduated from, from Vanden, shouts out to the, to the Vikings out there. You know, we, we, we beat you a lot of times, but you, 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 you got us a couple of times too. Right, yeah. so you you you've gone through the ranks, so you you know what you're talking about, right? So from an ath athletic perspective, you know you, you ran track in high school, you um, you played football in high school, you played professional football as as well, right? So you you've gone through those iterations of training the body uh, and and understanding what what that entails. But I, I like what you're saying that you're doing from your organization's perspective. The, the physical part is the easy part. Yeah. Right, you know, how do you how do you have that mental focus? You see, mental aptitude. You, you see me wearing my little my mamba mentality today, right? So everything is with a purpose, right? Uh, yeah. So, so th those are kind of some of the things. Talk to us a little bit again more about, say, I'm a, I'm an athlete coming in looking to engage with Soletics. Uh, what what's kind of that that first sit down discussion before you say, I want to work with you on on your program and help you get to, to where you need to be. Well, working with anyone it's establishing that credibility and you know you listed my accomplishments and it you know it's a lot and you know now i'm a little bit more focused um but i think that it's uh one developing credibility and not necessarily on your accomplishments and what you've done that's a good thing so people can can say okay you know he or she has done it but more importantly can you connect with the individual and can you help them? And oftentimes you have to be able to um, develop rapport. And if you wanna help organizations, you need to be able to develop that rapport fairly quickly so that you can have the influence and be able to give them the insights that they need and be able to influence that, that athlete or that organization in making these these minor tweaks because obviously you know most athletes that you deal with or most people they have an infinite level of potential it's just a matter of can you turn it on can you help them turn it on and sort of level up so for elite athletes you know you're trying to get two to three percent a year and so to be able to do that if you can do two to three percent over a five-year period that's 15 percent so that's going to take a good player that's going to make them great, right? It's going to put them in a, in a different class. It'll take an, a high school athlete that, you know, 
wasn't on the, the, the level of receiving an athletic scholarship. Now they're, they're getting recruited, right? It's the difference of a college athlete that is not starting. And now all of a sudden they're starting, you know, their last two years and they get an opportunity to play professionally. Maybe they get a tryout, they get a contract. Um, but then oftentimes you hit the home run and you get to deal with those guys that I've dealt with before where you meet them right at the beginning of their, their, their amateur career, at the end of their amateur career or at the beginning of their professional career and you truly help them level up and they become, you know, some of the, the best in the world. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's the main thing for me is I've been around probably whether training them, um, coaching them, or um, training with them, probably at least 10 of the best athletes in the world in different professions that, right. you know, you can name and, uh, so that I think is what gives me the insight and the, and the thing about what makes Soletic special is that we're software engineers that were also elite athletes. So we're, we're, we're designing technology that has a real, um, or we're designing AI, right. That has a real understanding. So I just finished up at MIT and one of the main things that they said is you're, the software that you create is only as good as those that can program it. So when you understand the nuances of your profession, now you can really create software and you can create systems that can truly help people. And the problem in, you know, training in athletics is one that it's very saturated in the training market or the physical training market, but there was a lot of people that they had the degree which I have that, but they didn't really understand the nuances of the profession. And so we're starting to pass that. And now athletes and organizations are really needing people that understand the nuances. And not only that is that you can communicate that and you can actually influence, you know, when you're working with an organization or, or a player. So um, that, I think that's what makes us special. So how we do that is we have virtual programs. Um, you have co- people that have done it, obviously Mamba Academy, but they just changed to U.S. Sports Academy. They just dropped the name recently. Yeah. But obviously, you know, we can't forget what Kobe, what he meant and what he did for mindset uh, because he really made it, brought it to the forefront. People knew it, but a guy like that was able to really separate himself and in, in I guess uh, take the baton for Michael Jordan and really show, you know, what mindset, what the right mindset can do. Uh, right, right. Whether whether people uh, like uh, these athletes or not, there is truly, truly a lot to learn from them. Uh, and when you get around them and you get up close to them, there's not many people in the world that have that type of discipline. I mean, I, I, I can truly say that. So you have to respect them. I agree with that. And yeah. mindset, you know, yeah. I think that's, a, that's a, that's an excellent segue in terms of what I want to, I guess, go into next in terms of uh, what you also do in, in, on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, 
I think we, we were outside the other day and I, and I called it what we call it mental aptitude, right? Just the um, harnessing the mind to do better and to be better. We have a mutual friend. Uh, you actually interviewed him on your uh, athlete show, I believe back in 2007, 2008, Kevin Bracey. Yes. So I, I talked to him uh, the night that I talked to you and was going to have you on the show. And, you know, the energy that he now brings, you know, with, with, with his uh, whole uh, activities and with his movement. And so, so that mental mindset, I think, you know, you're, you're talking to the youth and you're talking to athletes as well about that. Talk to me from your perspective, not, not, not just the, the, the business perspective. You know, what does having that mental toughness, that mental mindset to uh, deal with adversity in, in, in life and in day-to-day, -day, how, how do you deal with that? And how do you approach that on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, it's interesting. I know Kevin, you know, well. Uh, it's been some time since I've seen him, but the, the book, the first book that I wrote was, that was actually, we, we came up with that idea, the title, uh, Don't Stop the Swagger. We were like, okay, don't stop the confidence, don't stop the the ability. And then I would say, don't swagger, don't stop the swagger, right? <laughs> Literally, like, and this was in uh, Elephant Bar. And, and we used to just meet and just talk about mindset and this thing. And this was before, like I said, this was before it was, it was popular. Right. Um, when you really had to, what you say, you really had to be about it. Um, now a lot of people know the language but you know this was before a lot of these concepts were really known you just really had to be a rare individual that understood how to apply the discipline but anyway we were developing this 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 book we said man don't stop the swagger so we were going to write this book in a joint together right but okay. Kevin, who's a great speaker um, was, you know, he had some plans and he was really trying to get, get going and get his business off the ground. So he's like, man, I'm, you know, I got other things I got to do, you know? So I'm like, okay. And then, so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. So now, <laughs> I, I got after it. And then nine months later, man, I, I finished the book. Not in nine months, I wrote it, finished it. And then Man, you know, I I showed up at his doorstep with a book. <laughs> he was like, you know, he was just like, you know, in shock. And Kevin's positive, so he just, you know, and I know that he actually uses it and, and talks about it. But the the thing about that, he actually uses and tells that story a lot, um, you know, about mindset. But Kevin, you know, uh, when you hear about his story of playing baseball and him uh, being a professional uh, prospect, you know, a guy that's, that's going to play professionally and get drafted, you know, while playing D1 college uh, during a time when scholarships, they didn't come in the way that they come now. Like it was, it was, it was a different time uh, in the late nineties and early two thousands. It was a different time, but, you know, he was playing D1 ball and, you know, he tells a story about breaking, breaking his, his, his thumb and rehabbing himself. Uh, and then ultimately on his first uh, at bat, gets a home run. Right. So that's, that's mindset. So, uh, and the reason I, and I 
say that is because, right, the thing about uh, this mindset is there's something that innate that you have, and all of us have this greatness. We have this infinite ability, but a lot of us don't harness it. Um, and in reality, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, and I know a lot of people say that, and they want to present it that way, but it takes discipline. It takes yeah. a mindset, and it takes you know, a sacrifice. And on the other side of that, it's a great reward. So when you see excellence out there, you have nothing but to appreciate it. Um, and, and that's what I was telling you the other day. So when you're in this, this business and, you know, I'm in the software side and in the mindset, so I've sort of combined, combined it, you really have an appreciation for, you know, all of these women and men across multiple sports and multiple disciplines. Um, so, I mean, even you mentioned Kevin, but, you know, and that's a guy that's been speaking for probably been 20 years now, right? Yeah. been in the speaking business a long, long time, right? And so grind, a mindset, right? And so, um, and I believe now the world is really um, ready for a new generation of leaders. Um, that talk, have, talk, talk about that. All right, I'm, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna start throwing the curves yeah. now. So now, yeah. now, now is where where I'm gonna start um, in, interjecting some um, current events and some some different types of conversations. So, so talk to me about what what makes you say that. Go 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 down that path a little bit. Well. I mean, I just know from even my experiences, the amount of people that reach out to me to where this, that wasn't happening before, right? It was, it was, it was difficult. Um, it's, it's stuff. I'm not where we're, we're not where we want to be because we want to be the preeminent name in, in, uh, in the mental and the mindset space. We want to be the company worldwide. Um, and, 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 and how we will do that will be different than, than how everyone does it, where they have this blanket and they're trying to work with, you know, 10 million people at the same time. No, you know, we will work wor worldwide, but we'll work with the, 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 the single mom. We'll work with the, the parents that have a five-year-old child, that the, the child loves golf. Uh, and we'll work with the elite athlete that is in his rookie year. We'll work with the athlete that's injury and we'll choose, which is what we're doing now. And it's working. So it's, it's customized and it's using software the best way. And so what I mean by this new guard, so to speak, well, I mean, everything, uh, when you look at the world and you look at mindset, take, um, your mind, for example, as every thought you have is like a pin needle at a microscopic level. So all of your thoughts are a pin needle at a microscopic level. Mm -hmm. So the fact that me and you are connecting on mindset, me and you are connecting on entrepreneurship, me and you are connecting on technology, that is a thought on a microscopic level. And since we have that shared, those shared thoughts, that dot would sit right on top of each other. Well, what's happening is, is in the past, you've had the, this sort of group 
thinking where all of everyone's thoughts were the same, right? So everyone's thoughts were the same. So they were sitting right on top of each other. So a company would go out there, whether it was a, it was a, a personal development company or a, a marketing company or a sports drink company, and they would throw the net out there and they would grab all of these people that thought that they had the same thing. Well, now the world is different. You've got individuals that are sort of freeing their mind. They have very, very unique struggles, right? Very, very unique circumstances and obstacles. And so you have to meet those people at a very customized place. And so that is, and so in order to do that, in order to be a business that actually is able to deliver, you have to be a business that has the experience, real experience. You can't just manufacture it. It's not as just creating a product and, and throwing it out there, right? The company really has to have the experience to be able to meet those customers in a customized way. I hear that. And I, know, so, I, would, I would guess I would, I would interject and say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I guess I would interject and say, even with today's, current environment, current situation, right? Everyone on lockdown and shutdown, you've had to slightly pivot some of your activities, right? Because you can't go physically see and and, and, yeah. and touch your, your your client, right? You've got, you've got to do virtual training, virtual classes and whatever, a lot, a lot of Zoom sessions or whatever the case yeah. may be. So that adds its own type of uh, challenge as well. I, I, I want to go in, an, in, a, in a couple of different directions, but I think there, there's value in that. And I would Obviously, I will uh, put links to your site, Soletics, um, in the show notes so people can go and reach out in, in the future. But I can tell and I know that that whole mindset and that mentality that you have, you incorporate that into all aspects of your life, right? So again, just being from a, an entrepreneur side, from a uh, professional athlete side, but also from, a, from an artist perspective. Right. You, I mean, let, let's not skip over, you know, this component of who Damon Smith is, or should, should, should I say, Rafa Saleh, uh, Selassie. I got to get it right, man. I've been, I've been trying to get it for like the last three years, and I still mess it up. Good, man. Rafa Selassie. Rafa Selassie. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it right one of these days. Okay. I've got some of, the, I got some of the tracks, but I, I can't play them because YouTube will, will. Uh, <laughs> Will, will lock me down, even though I got the copyright owner on the screen right now with me. Oh, well, you, you, you can play them. They won't punish you. I think that we got to take care of that. But you, <laughs> you, can play, you can play them. You just can't monetize it. So I think people get scared when they see that yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, YouTube's content ID. So, uh, yeah, I've got to do something about that as far as just freeing it up and, and allowing people to play it. You think that you're doing the right thing as far as protecting your music, and this is kind of a global thing. Uh, I was doing a little bit of work for the Recording Academy, the Grammy Recording Academy, for helping them advocate for artist rights. Um, so it's important, but at the same time, you want people to be able to play the music. So if that means you not generating a royalty, um, but still you're sharing music, I think ultimately your music will get out there. So yeah. Sometimes you got to break the rules in order to, to share. Yeah, and do I, what you got to do. Yeah, you yeah, do what you got to so do. I'll probably end up doing that, yeah, but I'm, yeah. you try to follow the normal model, and it, yeah. certainly there's some roadblocks. Yeah. True. True. So, so talk to us a little bit about 
I mean, kind of the current projects you got out there right now, and if that's if that speaks to current events, current times, or your current project rock that's out there on Amazon right now, right? And and I, and I wrote this down because I want to make sure that I that I get it exactly right the way where I saw it. So rock talks about pushing through difficulty, finding yourself in the midst of trials and tribulations, and additionally understanding the importance of having a spiritual foundation. So, am, am I accurate in in that? Explanation. Yes, and you were speaking on what? Which topic? Which uh, on on rock? Your 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 latest your latest project. Yep. Okay. Yep. So so again, we we we've gone from the from the athlete, gone to the entrepreneur, and now we're in a, in an artist perspective and aspects of that uh, mental focus, mental aptitude, that sharpness resonates across all three of those pillars that that make up whom you are. But talk a little bit, a little bit more in detail about about what Rock is about. Well, Rock is that foundation, so it's that spiritual foundation. So you have when you have the you have the mental uh, clarity, the mental focus, the mental fortitude. You have the physical fitness, right, uh, to run this this race of life uh, to win. But then when you when you when your intellect runs out, when you're physical energy runs out, what do you stand on? It has to be that that foundation, that spiritual foundation. What are your core beliefs, right? Yeah. That you can hold on to. So when you look at the times that we're in right now, like, you know, what do you hold on to during times where it's kind of unforeseen? People can't predict, but you don't know. So uh, rock represents that. Um, and what you have is you have there it's a jazz piano so there's for each book there's a jazz piano that you listen to that's the same name the same message okay. Um, okay. so you're able to kind of just kick back and read and, and chill whether you're at a coffee shop or a cigar shop you know shop and you're just chilling like man it's you know reading this stuff and having a conversation while you're listening to the music so um, you know, there's a series of books that are releasing one every month of this year. Um, so the four books are out right now. All the singles are out. The two will be released here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, you got me, you know, jumping around. It used to be to where, you know, you when you're first learning this entrepreneurship or you're, you know, when you have this uh, creativity, um, sometimes it becomes hard to separate. So uh, I finally figured out how to separate it. And so now there's pretty clear distinctions. So, uh, you know, Soletics is, is, is mindset software, very focused. You won't see anything about uh, music. And, you know, then you have uh, that other guy yeah. right, where uh, I'm able to, you know, they're able to create you know, music, real music, original music, all, all on, you know, acoustic instruments, nothing wrong with, you know, manufacturing beats or things like that, but it's, it's, no, I, I like to sound of real instruments and, you know, yeah. you know how to read music, you know how to play an instrument. I, I see the keyboards back there. I, I know what you do. Yeah. I know what you do. And Hey, my, my job is to make you comfortable being uncomfortable. That, that, that yeah, is the role yeah. that I'm playing here. See, you, you didn't, you didn't expect all of these questions. Yeah. You know, you thought we was just going to talk about, uh, I don't know, your favorite team, uh, yep. you know, what, what, whatever. But but no, see, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially what I'm doing 
I'm setting you up, but in a positive way, right? And, and I think this is, is, this is on purpose because, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, and, and you've mentioned some of this already before as well, talking to some of the current events of the day. And I think we'd be remiss if we, as black men, black fathers in America, didn't talk about what's happening in the world today. And I'm going to preface this right now by saying I, I didn't tell Damon about none of this. And I may I may lose some of y'all on uh, what am, what are Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube as uh, as friends right now. But look, I, I, I'm not worried about that. Y'all who know me know, know that. And we, we about to get kind of real. So, yeah. But, you know, but, but in all seriousness, um, and again, you kind of see the progression that I, that I was talking to you about, right? Again, how you how you live your life and kind of from a mentality perspective, being strong, being spiritual, uh, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, and all of that. Um, and there's some things going on today, right? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not really right now. I'm not worried about the guy sitting in uh, sitting in Washington. I, I mean, that's a whole other topic of the day. We can talk about that at any time. But I mean, uh, I'm I'm getting tired of running and posting for uh, issues that are, are happening in the world today, right? I don't, I don't want to run 2.33 miles again for someone like an, you know, an Armand Arbery. I don't want to hear about a, an EMT in, in, in Louisville getting, getting, getting shot in her home. You know, uh, I don't want to hear about a man that's out in the, uh, uh, in a park trying to chill out watch dogs and uh, gets the police called on them. Uh, I, I definitely don't want to hear about the police putting their knee on the neck of a man and he doesn't make it. He didn't even make it to the, uh, to the cell, right? He doesn't make it to the police station a lot. So again, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least have this conversation and I, I believe there may be some some interaction that is going to happen as we kind of hone, hone in and zero in on, on some more specific topics. But outside of this discussion, I, I want us to come up or try to have some positive message come out, right? Yeah. What, what are you telling folks in your circle? What are you telling folks in your home uh, about what's going on? I, so I, I can talk about what I'm saying, but I, I want to turn the turn the floor over to you for a minute. Well, a lot about success and like navigating life is about being honest with yourself and what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. Hmm. If you're not honest with your environment, it's very hard for you to thrive because one, you're constantly telling yourself you're being dishonest about what you're experiencing or what you're seeing. And an environment is huge, you know. Let me give you an example. So we went to a safari in San Diego. It was three years ago. So this safari has antelope, uh, giraffes, I mean, rhinos, and they're free roaming. But initially when they started this safari, I mean, it's hundreds of acres. Initially when they started, none of the animals would mate. They wouldn't mate, but they had a male and a female and they wouldn't mate they wouldn't they wouldn't bring any other life into the world none of the animals As a matter of fact a lot of them would die um, a large percentage of them would die so as I was I was listening to this and I was just really taking it in 
And then what they said was that the animals were not in their natural habitat. They were spending too much time being enclosed and away from the other animals. Once they put them in their natural habitat, in an area where they, they could sense, they could see the other animals walking and roaming, mm-hmm. immediately they started seeing the animals mate. So environment is huge. When you look at right now and you look at some of the, the, the situations that people are in, you have to really understand the environment. If your environment is, is, is not good, you will not be able to uh, reach the highest levels of your potential. You'll have some success, but you will not be able to reach the highest levels of your, of your potential. So when you look at what's happening now, whether it's the brother that was uh, the knee on the neck, Again, this is a reality. This is what, you know, why, why Colin Kaepernick kneels, whether you agree or you don't agree. Um, I don't, I try not to get into debates about it. I try to say, be honest, be intellectually honest with yourself. Um, so you have Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and now you have a man that's actually, the irony in this is a man is, has his knee on the back of another man, and that man dies. So what would you have? Would you rather have, Colin Kaepernick kneeling or, or this person kneeling. It's just people aren't even seeing what's happening around it. And the reality is that it is highly likely and probable that this officer, he knew exactly what he was doing because they are trained. Your Leo officers are trained. Um, I know some of them. They are trained. Uh, and they understand different uh, locations in the body. So a knee in that position on the side of his neck where he was turned is just like a chokehold. It's what you would see in the MMA. Even something like that would be even more violent, a knee on the neck. I mean, that's a very hard bone on soft tissue. So that feels more violent than having an arm, you know, your bicep or your forearm, right? So, you know, and again, and then you have... uh, young lady, the, the black woman, the sister, beautiful black woman that was that was shot in her home uh, in Texas, right? And then just a couple of days ago, you had a, you had a woman that um, specifically said, I'm going to call the police on you. Um, and and uh, says that I'm going to tell them it's an African-American person. So she was trying to initiate, you right. know, this, this, this blowback. So what we have to understand is, um, is that people have some negative motives and stop lying to ourselves. It's not, this isn't a matter of, you know, and what's happened is I've seen more uh, whites come out in this, these last incidents because what's happening is people are starting to lose their moral compass. And what I mean by that and their, and their, and their influence. So when you, when something is so blatant and so clear and you're unwilling to tell the truth about it, not only does it harm you individually, your soul, right? But also it harms you in your environment and how people see you, you start to lose, you start to lose authority and credibility. And so that, you know, that those are the things that, that have happened is where people have refused to speak up and they're losing credibility. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bigger than, uh, you know, I, I mean, you got me started. So, um, 
Go ahead, go ahead, get riled up because uh, you, you see me sitting up straight too. So go ahead. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business person, and we have, you know, integrity. Uh, we deal with everyone. Yeah. Uh, we help everyone. Uh, I grew up in a diverse environment, so I know what a healthy environment looks like with different people. Uh, Vallejo, California, is, is was as of in, in 2014 mm -hmm. was the most diverse city in the entire country. And when I grew grew up there, it was a working class place, meaning all people were there and were working class. They worked, right? It was middle class. So I know what a healthy environment looks like where people respect each other and honor each other. They honor their different music. They honor everything about them. Uh, so I'm not a person that was 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 raised being swayed to one side or the other. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. I grew up in a household where uh, things were not perfect, but I grew up in a household where my parents uh, didn't talk about uh, race, didn't leave me, and in, in, I, I never heard anything negative out of my father's or mother's mouth. And anyone that knows my parents or ever met them, I mean, they're, they're awesome people. And, and, and my upbringing was not perfect. Um, so, but what I, what I want to say about that is we have to be honest about what we're seeing uh, yeah. or else we start to lose our moral compass, which is sort of what has happened where people are uh, very fearful. But when you, when you are a, a great person and everything that you do, everything that you put out is, is great. The majority of what you do is great. You spend a life helping people, uh, you know in your heart who you are at some point you have to stand on that and you can't be moved by the group mentality thinking that i can't speak up i can't have a conversation i can't stand up for someone because whether and and, and i mean this there 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 was situations in the past a couple years ago where a young black lady was a young black teenager in Texas was abused and twisted and turned around and, the, and an officer put their knee in their back, right? And so I would be upset if that was an Asian person, a Mexican person, a, a, a Hispanic, a white person. So, you know, at, at some point people have to say, you know, it, it is enough. With that being said, we need order, right? So people want order, they want organization. That is what laws, law enforcement is, is there for. Uh, and they need to uphold that code and that, that, that oath, right? So, you know, that, that's, that's what um, they need to do. And when they see something wrong, they need to be able to, to stand up and, and, and say something. So we're in, a, yeah. we're in a critical time. That's just one issue. Right, right. And, and, and I guess, you know, that's... You know, I, I would, I'm, I'm being cognizant of, of and, and respect out of you and, and letting you air and, and say exactly what you want to say without me interjecting. But, but yeah. you, you saw me fidgeting, right? So, so, and so you, you know, I got, I got something to say. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in terms of um, something is wrong somewhere, and, and something needs to change. Um, 
Look, look, man, again, like, like I even started at the beginning, you and I, again, grew up in the same type of hoods, right? We, you know, in, in our in our formidable years, 16, 17, 18, 19, whatever the case may be, uh, Northern California, um, I, very similar, grew up in a, um, in a military family, so uh, was, was blessed to be able to get more stamps in my passport before I was 16 than some folks get in their entire lifetime, right? So I, I've got the opportunity to travel to different countries and different regions see the beauty of them, see the beauty of us, and experience all of those different cultures. Um, irregardless of that, I have always uh, had difficulty, not with authority. Uh, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't join the military myself because I, I wasn't much of a, of a yes sir, no sir person, you know, at, at, those, at, those, at those years. So that, that's why I didn't, I didn't enlist, but, uh, um, but look, there's been many a times where I have, as you probably, fit the profile, right? And have been pulled over, have been approached, have been um, uh, called out, looked at, whatever the case may be, just for being who I am going up and down the street, right? I've actually had an officer who I know, my family know, has told me confidentially that, Hey, living where you live, you kind of are going to be assumed one way as opposed to assumed another way just because of who you are and where you live and what you look like. You, you look like what you look and you are successful black man in this city. We're going to look at you first with questions as opposed to with, uh, with uh, uh, empathy, right? What the case may be. So, uh, the fact that now we've got within the short time frame of two months, one, two, three, four, five, with six known issues that have happened, and this has been happening forever, right? The only reason now that we're talking about this is because now everyone's walking around with a camera on their phone, right? It, I'm 50 years old. I've, I've been approached for the past 40 plus years with these types of situations. So, so I've been you, we've been, I've been going through this forever. This yeah. is nothing new. So, so I, I applaud the. I applaud the folks that are talking about this, wanting to have a dialogue about some type of change and about you know accountability to the folks who uh, are are meant to protect and to serve. But it's nothing new, right? We, we've been going through this for a long, long time. And say what you want about Cap, yeah. The the reason why he knelt was is specifically for what happened to George Floyd. The, the exact reason, the, the overstepping of bounds. And look, look I used to work security um, for Bill Graham Presents and, and Clear Channel Entertainment. And, and I know about proper holds and what you can and cannot do and, and when you're overstepping bounds and, and what you shouldn't be doing to subdue or, or reduce a situ an aggressive situation. And look, if, if I was knowledge of that, making my little four dollars an hour, whatever the case may be, you know, back, back uh, 10, 15 years ago, I, I know a, a professional trained uh, uh, guardian of the, of, the, of, the, of the society knows that a knee on your neck is just not going to be a good thing, especially when the man is sitting there not resisting from what we saw. I, I, I don't know what happened beforehand. I don't know what happened 
outside well, of the view of the of the cell phone. Uh, but but all I know is then when you overstep those bounds and, and end up taking someone's life, something has to be done with not just the system, but with, there's something inherently wrong with those individuals. And and yeah. I don't know I don't know what's causing folks to want to be less covert nowadays with yeah. somebody's action and more over again. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm pointing towards the direction of Washington, but I'm not saying anything specifically about anyone's name. We need to, my thought is, and my, my, my challenge to myself is, to, is something like today, what we're doing right now, is to continue to have this conversation, to have this dialogue to where we make folks aware of what's going on from the African-American diaspora, from our perspective. Right. You, you, you've got to tell folks, and we, and we have to continue to have these dialogues in, in a very constructive manner that, well, yeah, so I guess you didn't ask me a question, but so I know I, I just I just started going and didn't I, brother? I just I just man, I but well, you know, I, that's that's what we do, and I just want to you know, I want to be uh very uh responsible with my words. So, no matter who's in office as an individual, you have to be responsible for your actions. So what what and what I mean by that is, it's very easy for everyone to blame Donald Trump, right? But individuals are still, if they're behaving badly, right? There's a motive or there there's is something in their heart that was already there, right? So it's not as not as if he's individually controlling people like pawns now. Um, Leaders and certain leaders uh, may influence people with their, they may incite people. So we may, we may have seen some of that. The reality is that what you got to understand is it's deeper. And I don't want to go too deep, but say, for example, uh, it was three years ago, the young teenager in Texas where uh, there was an officer that grabbed her. She was in a bathing suit. He grabbed her, twisted her arm, threw her down. Um, this was all talking stuff and then put his knee in her back. When you're talking about a young lady, right, that that age, I mean, their skin is soft. They're very soft. They're, 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 they're feminine. I mean, like, it takes a different mindset to even violently harm someone that age, right? So when you, when you take it to the young man that was, that was just, you know, murdered, with a knee in his neck, people are just looking at the act, but it, it takes something to sit there with your knee in his neck because you're going to feel how soft that tissue is. You're going to feel that you're actually harming that person. And so what we have to understand, it, 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 it's not just like an act of emotion. I mean, it's that people are totally desensitized and don't care and, and lack empathy and they're able to harm. Right, um, it, it's it's very it's very deep. So we have a fundamental problem, of which I was talking about, you know, this uh, a little bit when I had my radio show, um, but you now it's it's out there for people to see. Yeah, because I mean, your your show, the the athlete show, again was uh, talking to athletes about socially oriented issues the other day, right? So having that conversation and and i think uh i'm, I'm gonna give shouts out to my wife here because she, she asked this question right 
how are we leading these conversations in our community today and what can we do? I, I, I'm going to step back and say I, I think that is exactly the right question to ask. And, and again, I, I, I know today was unscripted and we were supposed, and, and I think we talked about some of the key things. We, we will circle back in a minute, but I'm looking at us as pillars of the, of the, of the society, entrepreneurs, young black men, fathers, husbands, all, all that good stuff, right? All those adverts and, and, and accolades. What do we do besides going out and posting on Instagram that I feel sorry for the family, I feel sorry for the person who is either now incarcerated or no longer with us? There's got to be more of a, of a mobility that well, happens. The, right? bar is too, the bar is too low at this point. So, I mean, it takes a death, right? The bar is, is, is too low. So it takes a death for people get emotionally charged that's too that's 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 no i, I don't i don't like that answer man I, I'm, well, I'm sorry but I, let, why, why, why why do i have to read tomorrow in the in the local paper in the that someone else has uh what, what, my lost their is, life? what i mean is that before people are seeing the problem a person has already lost their life yeah. right so that bar is low right it's it's it should be higher than that so before people are finding themselves in these situations, there should be real advocacy. So for example, the first thing you can do is what you're doing. You, I mean, you're successful in every way, your family, you're working. I mean, your, your, your daughter is off to college, one of the best colleges in the, in the world. So you're setting- Shouts out to UCLA, shouts out to UCLA Bruins. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I, I see you all the time. I mean, so that's something that you're setting the example for you. That's the first thing you do is try to take care of yourself, try to overcome your own challenges and obstacles. And then from there, now you're influencing people, people that you don't even know. And then from there, now you can step out and, and try to help people. One of the best ways to help people is finding a pathway to be a viable person in society. And that's through, you know, uh, some form of education and information. And then from there, you're, you're trying to find employment. So if you've got education, information, and, and viable employment where you can move to, to, to building wealth, having home ownership and building wealth, you know, you're going to reduce those chances of being in these places uh, to be harmed. The reality is that in many of these communities, it benefits the system, so to speak, for them not to be employed because that's more people on the streets to patrol from, you know, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night. If people are at work, Right. If people are coming home and they have cohesive families, they're not on the street. So if you if you if you look at the studies, the number one precursor to this prison industrial complex or to being patrolled mm -hmm. is, is a lack of employment. Right. So that doesn't mean that you give a, a person a job, but that means that each person should have access to, you know, an education. So then, you know, you move to the conversation of um, some form of subsidy or whatnot, which, you know, we've heard that they weren't able to do. Um, some people have talked about reparations, um, but, you know, they said they couldn't do it, but we've given $13 trillion away in the that past. Whole, that's a whole nother, another show, brother, right there. That's, 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 that's a two-hour show right there. You want to talk about reparations. All of the things, but it's been $13 trillion, and somehow they were able to yeah. do it, but then you have, you know, massive, college debt. So my point is, is that everyone 
um, should have access to a viable education, right? Right now, now from there, they can start trying to go find opportunity for employment. And when you can do that, you can remove yourself from the situation. Now, it, it, as an individual, you have to do that. And the reason I say that is because what I'm a believer in is controlling what you can control. So I can go scream and scream and scream and scream about the issue. I can advocate through policy, right? Which is which is a good way to do it. But how long does that take, right? And then what kind of blowback do I get as you go down to Sacramento and pick it? So as an individual, if I can build a company or if I can inspire someone, if I can hire someone, if I can employ someone, if I can help someone send their daughter, their child to college, then that's what we need to do. So as you as an individual being in, 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 in corporate America, like, you know, who could, who could you help? Who could I have helped in there? Who could I help you employ? Maybe not your job, but they start off, man, there's entry level jobs, get these qualifications. So get the ball rolling, but believe it or not, uh, so-called African-Americans are doing, uh, there's quite a few of few people, and I'm not speaking on myself, that are doing well. When you when you go back east and you look in your places, and even where where Aubrey in Georgia, I mean, there's high graduation route uh, uh, statistics where where, where uh, they're graduating at a high rate, they're going to college at a high rate. The problem is, is the opportunity isn't there. So it's a you know it's education. Yeah, yeah. Employment. Um, uh, is supporting entrepreneurs, right? Because everybody is not going to be that advocate, but everybody can be an advocate for themselves and their family. Um, and, okay, I think I think that's where yeah. I'll I'll leave right. So I'll respectfully agree to disagree with some of the statements that, okay. that you made because and. And I think we, I think we're close enough to be able to, to be able to do that. And again, because you know, from an education perspective, again, you know, Brianna was an EMT, so she, so she, she's got the education. Uh, Christian Cooper out there, yeah, he was out there just bird watching, but he's editor, writer, so, so, so Harvard educated man. So these folks had the education. It's just um, was it being in the wrong place at the wrong time? Was it being black in America? What is the case may be, right? I, 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 so so some so some. Oh, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll let you go. No, I, 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 yeah, and so I'm glad you, you know, you corrected me on that. So, again, when you're talking about, so we have these issues, these individuals that are not individual issues. There are happening amongst different at a, at high numbers, but when you look at collectively, if you go to Washington D.C. collectively, or Detroit, or Chicago, right, or any of these inner cities, you're going to see high numbers of of unemployment of access to capital, right? So that's one way to get the ball rolling. But yes, there is a fundamental issue with, with, with racism, man. There's, I mean, there's a fundamental issue with racism. Um, your success, right? And, and your, your, your money doesn't, doesn't separate you from, uh, from racism. And I, and I can speak to that myself. I mean, I've been the last two years I've went through situations myself that I've never even experienced in my life. And so 
So how do you handle that? So if you if if there's not a bunch of advocacy, right? If, if you didn't get it on film or you don't have a bunch of people advocating for you, then what do you do? You've got to keep moving forward because sometimes life will bring you exactly what your challenge is. So if you're, and what I mean by this is if you don't want to face a police officer that's racist, right? And takes an advantage of you. What happens when you face that police officer that's racist and takes advantage of you? How do you respond to that? Do you go into a spiral of anger, depression, you know, to where you can't move and you can't move forward? So you have to be able to like move forward. Now in these in these situations with these individuals that's been murdered, you have to have real advocacy. And what I think, I mean, I, I I posted this, and this is what I this is what I'll say because I'm I'm, you have to be responsible with your words. Supremacy has done so much harm. It's done so much harm that now it's eating itself. And what I I look at it from a spiritual sense, and see, this is where a lot of people don't go. There's a judgment coming that'll be so severe that the people that have been harmed, that have been oppressed, will have empathy and compassion for those that are facing judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can see this sort of shift happening. And the reason you've had this heightened level of um, violence and uh, racism it's because this shift is happening and the last the last uh action when a person is frustrated is to act out violence to try to take control of violence yeah. as you're actually losing control in society so um yeah that's, that's I, it. I love a hey, and you know and because we can continue on forever and all day and but you know i, I don't want to deviate from what the what the the core premise of the today's discussion was and and, and i did so I, thank you for going on that journey with me i, I know it may have gotten uh warm a little bit just just because we had had that dialogue and that's what we need to do right we need to have that dialogue right just back back and forth and, and having these conversations uh i much appreciate the folks that are, that are leaving comments and statements here on, online as well because i think we touched on some of those a little bit and uh I think more needs to, to happen from a vocalization perspective. Uh, I, I like the fact that you're coming from a moral high high ground. And, and I think if uh, more folks came from that moral high ground and, and you know, I, I, I can go to church every single Sunday, but you know, if I go, if I leave the, if I leave the, uh, the, the church house at one thirty in the afternoon and then go out there and, and, and punch my neighbor in the neck. That's 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 that, that's not in a good book, right? So um, I think we need to be cognizant of that. I, th I think we need to continue to have these dialogues. And I think what what I'm going to do take take some onus on is, is maybe get some of our leaders together in this area and and have more of a, of a concerted roundtable about these types of conversations and this and this discussion and and, and do some more some more action. Uh, but that being said. Back to again, kind of, and, and again, your your whole your statements fed into 
everything that we've talked about about you up until that point, right? Again, you being focused on ensuring that your mind is right, focused on making sure that your your body is right, you're you're, you're spiritually intact and things of that. So you, you take that into so there it goes your your business. You take that into your music. You take that into your 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 entrepreneurship and and your social views, which are phenomenal. So. I thank you for being honest with me and, and the audience in terms of, you know, your, your thoughts and your feelings on that. And again, I didn't want to completely hijack the conversation and go into that. But again, I, I think we would have been remiss if we didn't at least have this discussion. It's always relevant, but while again, it's, it's slapping everyone in the face and, and, and the discussion is going around all over the place. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's what I would say is, if I were speaking directly to the black man, I would say master yourself in every way. There's challenges and obstacles out there. And so when you have these conversations, you have to be very responsible because there's somebody out there that's listening. Uh, it's not about pacifying, but it's about what could you tell a person when you're speaking to a group. And so we're speaking to a group. Right. And when you're speaking to a group, master yourself, be able to understand and discern the environments that you're in, be able to uh, be aware of the people you come in contact with, the people that uh, don't have the best motives for you, right? Be able to see that. Now, People say they don't have control. Well, if you accept that mindset, then you don't have control. Um, and obviously, there's examples where people can say they don't have control. But what I would say is master yourself in, in every way. Give yourself the best chance to succeed. And when I say succeed, I don't mean necessarily money. I mean prosperity, fullness, mm -hmm. joy, family, substance, shelter, safety, right? Harmony peace right so how do you navigate that and stay away from these, these negative things uh, some sometimes you can't sometimes you're faced with it i've been faced with it yeah. i've personally been faced with things that i haven't been faced with in my life and right. so and you have to uh, i had to look at myself and say what what was i gonna become so i would say when you're talking about opposition and opposing force you have to know that you have an opposing force, but you can't react to it. You have to respond to it. And when you respond, hopefully that's a situation where you're forced to respond and you can defend yourself properly, defend yourself in, in every way, right? Legally, physically, um, in every way. Because if you react, right, then you put yourself in a situation, a very compromising situation in which, um, there's people that want you in that situation. They want you in a vulnerable place so now they can dictate, you know, your life to you. And wow. that's what people don't realize. It's it's not about having conversations and being angry and spinning the spiral. It's about mastering yourself. So what are the components of mastering yourself? If I were saying you gotta master what you put in your body, you gotta master what you put in your mind. 
You have to find something that you're good at and master it. Get good enough at it to where you can monetize it. Right? And then you have to build an infrastructure and a family and people around you that are going to allow you to springboard off of that. And then you give yourself a good chance. And when you face those negative situations and people, you can say, you know what? I've been kind. I've, I've tried. And then you change the environment. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done my best, right? I've done my part. I've, uh... But again, I mean, it's, it's different for, for, for these individuals that have, uh, that have transitioned on. I mean, you can't say that to a parent. You can't minimize yeah. that. Yeah, that's tough. People that are listening, 17, 18, 25, they don't know what to do. Yeah. So if you tell them to go out in the street and run and, you know, they may go do that. And you may not even know that you're responsible for someone being harmed or something like that by what you said. Because you're trying to speak to a collective where people want you to be angry. Yeah. So you have to be strategic. I like it, man. I appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, on, on that note, again, I, I think we are going to continue this conversation uh, around, I'm going to coin this frame, mental advocacy. I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to see if I can, uh, if I can, uh, uh, patent that I didn't I didn't patent the word infotainment before, ten years ago when I started the site like I probably should have but uh, we're we gonna we're gonna have this discussion a little bit more. Uh, David, talk to us. Tell me about where folks can find you, man. On, online, uh, website, social media, things of that nature. Where, where can pe people uh, get in contact with you? So Soletics, you just type in Soletics, uh, Soletics.me or Soletics.com. Go to the site, uh, helping helping athletes take control of their athletic career. Uh, we also work with, with parents of athletes, of young athletes, all the way down to five, all the way up to professional uh, in multiple sports. We have several programs, whether you're choosing to, if you want to home train your child. So we have programs for that, uh, entry-level programs that are very, very cost-effective. Uh, if you're trying to figure out if you want to do a combination of, of home training and sending your child to an academy or camp, we have, you know, what you should think about, the question, the 40, you know, the most important things you should answer before sending your child to a camp, a combine, or sports academy. Uh, we are an advocate for, you know, athletes and parents. Uh, there's nothing better than really maximizing your gifts, whatever they are, mm -hmm. and being able to monetize that. So that's what we, we help. Amazing, help. amazing. Well, appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you for taking some time out of uh, your, your busy schedule. A um, little, little bit of a, you know, back and forth conversation. But, you know, again, I, I kind of planned it that way. I, I didn't let you know everything that we were going to talk about because I wanted to get that raw emotion. I, want, I wanted to have that, that dialogue and, and it not necessarily be staged. And I think we, we, we barely scratched the surface on some of these things. And I think, uh, again, we just as a collective need to continue to have these dialogues and have these conversations. So anything is a good start. Um, like being challenged, too. So the fact that you... Oh, I'm going to get you. The fact that you said you disagree with me, I love that. All, all, <laughs> the, all my friends that do that to me, I love it. I start <laughs> laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> but again, that, that that's how we that's how we progress and move forward, though, right, man? That, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I got I'm strong. I got you know that mental game, but you know, I'm also, you know, it's uh, I'm not trying to dictate anyone else's life. 
So, you know, it's my insight on what, what I see that that may not necessarily work for someone else, or they may have a different experience. Right. Yeah. So, and that's exactly why, again, I didn't interrupt while you were talking, right? I I really wanted to let, let that whole moment flow right, and let you have that conversation. So folks, thank you very much for joining us uh, for this latest episode of uh, ITN live. I especially want to thank Mr. Smith for, for allowing us to, probe and prod and, and go into different aspects of his his life uh definitely check out soletics.com for those of you who are uh training uh want your children to be trained from an athletic perspective and to be trained the right way again that whole mental physical spiritual aspect uh if you're into some very cool music i mean this this man will, will get on the keyboards and, and get to singing and get to humming and 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 and, and talking that spoken word uh, check out his stuff, the uh, Rafa Selassie. Got it right. You want, you want me to do a little bit? Well, well, t- tell me. You know, we, we can go out that way if, if you want to. Yeah, I'll take you. All right, I, we can do that. You know, instead of my typical uh, outro, we, we can play some of that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm flexible. All right, I'll take it out. And as he's setting up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, James Hicks. Thank you for joining us. You can always find me on social uh, at James Hicks. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, on, on Facebook or Twitter or where the case may be of what you thought this dialogue was. Share it with your, your, your friends, share it with your family. Uh, we're going to continue to have these conversations. And I think it's, uh, it's relevant that uh, not just someone like, like myself and Damon have these, these, these conversations, but you out in the community as well and, and challenge the establishment to make sure that they're doing right by us. So uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, let's we're gonna go out now by Rafa Selassie, ladies and gentlemen. your head high. Release yourself from past trials. Embrace your gifts. And press towards the future.